0: Hi, this is Donna Valentino. Welcome to Kick It With Donna. Are you ready to get real? Let's talk. Hi, this is Donna. Thanks for coming back with me this week. Glad you could join me. We're going to talk about the age-old debate of nature versus nurture. I don't know how many of you think about that, but it's it's one of those debates that goes on forever because one side is never wrong and the other side is never wrong. You're both right. So is it how you were your DNA that makes you who you are? You come from a mom and a dad. We all come from a mom and a dad. So you might look like your mom, might look like your dad, you might have your mom's looks, your dad's personality, maybe the way your dad walks is the way you walk. But really the reality is that we have our physical attributes that come from our parents, but a lot of times our personality and our attitude are something that's developed over time. I'm going to use myself as a a good example because I know who I am. I look like my mom. I have my dad's personality. I have his sense of humor. And if any of you remember uh, going back a couple of pod kicks ago, I didn't speak to my dad for about 27 years, and it wasn't a fight that we had. It was just one of those, uh, you know what, shit happened. Uh, I couldn't even tell you what it was about specifically, and I don't think that he could either. We reconnected 27 years later, and uh, also with my brother, who I also didn't speak to for 27 years so I'll just use my situation as an example. I remember my brother and I are 18 months apart, so I'm the older. And I remember that I was a pretty happy-go-lucky kid. I didn't take a lot to make me happy. My brother on the flip side was a pain in the ass. He was a project. And everything that my brother brought to the table required work and stress he just had he stuttered he wet the bed he didn't do well in school he was he really struggled to read and so he just wasn't much of a student and he just had asthma and you if you, you name something and he had it so the difference between the two kids was so blatantly obvious that i was probably the most favored child not necessarily with my um, parents, so to speak, or, you know, parents, they go out of their way to show that they don't show favoritism, but with aunts and uncles and it was, it was just a real, my brother was, he was just a project. So here we two siblings come out of the same two people and we are so completely different. There are some things that we share as far as we're both neat freaks. Were we raised that way? Yes. Does that mean you turn out that way? I don't know. Uh, In our case, yes, we turned out that way. My mother was a neat freak and my dad, I did live with him for a little while after my parents' divorced, and he was with his second wife and he was definitely, their place was clean. But my brother also has that tendency to be really neat and organized. He has a bit of a temper. I think since my accident, my fuse has gotten shorter I try not to just burst out into, you know, a ranting, raving lunatic. But if you piss me off, you're sure going to know about it. So we just we have some similarities, but the differences are actually very vast. So I look like my mother, but I have my dad's sense of humor. And little did I know, I know that he he had a, I hate to use the word, foul mouth. But you know what? Uh, words came out of his mouth that we all hear every day. And they came out very frequently, and it, it displeased my mother tremendously. So he, the worst he could get away with was calling somebody a dirty dog, and she wasn't appreciative of that either. But I realized that my, I can definitely speak like a sailor uh, at a moment's notice. I get that from my dad. Could I have known after twenty-seven year break that my personality was so similar to him? No. Not a clue. It was one of those kind of divorces that was very contentious. In that, my mother used my brother and I as pawns. And to my dad's credit, he never threw my mother under the bus. I respect that about him to this day because a lot of people can't do that because it's not kind of goes against the grain. Well, you know, she did this or he did that, and they that's all they can think about: who did what to who. And it basically is taken out on the kids. So I definitely went through a rough time as a young adult, the 10, 11, 12, 13 uh, period of my life, because that's about when they got divorced. I think maybe I was 10. And uh, we just were used as pawns. But anyway, that really feeds into the nurture part of the nature versus nurture. So the nurturing part was my mother i would not call her a loving mother i think that she she had her own religious beliefs which i've also talked about in previous podcast that were very strict and there was no wiggle room for anything or your own opinion on what you thought was right or wrong because it didn't matter in her eyes so it was her way or the highway I eventually did take the highway, but I waited until I was about 19. So the nurturing part, yes, I have manners. Yes, I can cook. Yes, I can clean. I have manners in class. Was I born with it, or is it life experiences that develop it? I know what I was born with. My dad did not graduate high school. He came from a family family where his dad owned a construction company, um, Concrete. And my dad did that for a little bit, and so did his three brothers. But it was a family uh, experience, so to speak. So his dad didn't really give a shit whether they graduated high school. You're coming and working for me. It was not even an option. So my dad did it for a little bit, but at the end of the day, he felt that really what he wanted to do was um, be a bus driver. He felt it was a secure job, uh, It would have he'd have retirement benefits, he'd have a pension, and he wouldn't have the dad's condescending attitude and the fuck you attitude, if you don't do what I want, you're not getting a paycheck. I really respect my dad for that, too, because he basically uh, also took the highway when it came to what his dad wanted. And my mom, I think, did graduate high school, but then she wanted to go back to work, and again, we were sort of in that, uh, age group of about, you know, nine, 10. She wanted to be a court reporter and she went to school for it. And my memories on this are a little bit, uh, scant because I know that she did a little bit of schooling. I know that she had to pass an exam and she didn't. And it was devastating to her. She tried to achieve something and she failed and she didn't take it well. And, uh, she basically threw my brother out of the house at the age of 14. Okay. I'll just say it out loud. I'm going to call a spade a spade. Was my brother an angel? Hell no. He stole some jewelry from me, stole some from my mother. He sold it to buy weed. (laughs) And uh, we sort of knew the jewelry was missing. You know, Italians are very, when it comes to jewelry, you are getting jewelry when you're in the womb. Okay, so when you come out, you have a gold mine of stuff <laughs> so by the time i was even old enough to wear it i had charm bracelets i had necklaces i had rings and you know by at the age of 55 if i still had any of that stuff be antiques for sure and i know my brother just you know what he just he had a habit that he got into where clearly you need cash to buy some weed right so let me just sell a couple pieces of jewelry and i have it made and then my mother had a car but apparently she was she was working for an attorney, and she was carpooling with someone else to work. So she took her car to work maybe two days a week, but she kept her keys in the same location all the time, and my brother knew where the keys were, and I guess he had taken the car out a couple times for a joyride. Again, my memories are scant on this. I was um, busy working for McDonald's at that point. I was a good student, and I probably just disregarded anything that my brother did. I mean, I, you know, do you stand up for your sibling? I mean, I guess I did. I'm sure I did. Well, one day he came, parked the car in front of the street, in front of the fire hydrant and sort of missed the curb and hit the fire hydrant. while the gig was up. My mother came home. She found the car that way. And you know what? I can't speak on her behalf because I never really knew who my mother was because her religious beliefs were so solid and you just you couldn't reason with her so I don't think I could ever get a straight answer about anything but she just maybe felt she didn't know how to handle him I don't he's he's a he's a shit and I don't want him in my house and she threw him out again my memory is scant on this I know she threw him out I'm sure that that was not a happy time in my life and it seems to me when I look back in the past, anything that was traumatic in any way for me, I seem to bury it so deep. It ain't coming back. Okay, it's 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 dead in the water. It's buried. Forget about it, Donna. You don't need to remember it. Well, my brother lived out of a dumpster. Um, my dad sort of took care of him. My, my dad had his own life too. You know, he was married to a woman, and this was his uh, second shot at rewriting his story. And I'm not going to say he didn't take care of my brother, but my brother didn't do much to take care of himself. He kind of lived hand-to-mouth, and it was uh, a very upsetting surrounding when I witnessed what he was living in, Um, a trailer, basically, that had no running water, and it was in a really shitty neighborhood. Anyway, all that being said, I didn't really come from educated parents. I'm actually a pretty smart lady, and I'm not sure where that came from. My mother's sister, uh, very smart. Can't really speak for anyone else in the family because I don't really think that back in the day, graduating high school meant a whole hell of a lot of beans. Okay, I, I know that I did do some college while I was working. I did not graduate. I have a cousin, a first cousin who did go to Hofstra, I believe it was. and uh, wow, and it was like that was big, that was big beans back in the day, okay? We had a I had a cousin that went to Hofstra, and that was that was cool shit. But the education part of it, where that came from, I have no idea from my on my brother's behalf, I know so much more now through my own life experiences and raising my own two children, that his difficulty in learning, probably has a name. Could it be ADD? Could it be dyslexia? I'm nearing the dyslexia stand right now because he had a problem reading. And I don't know a lot about dyslexia. Neither one of my kids had it, but my daughter has ADD. So I know enough about that. But I kind of felt that, you know, we didn't have a whole shitload of money back in the day. My, my dad was a bus driver. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. She did eventually go back to work and she worked as a secretary. So she was making something. But my brother had an issue that was never dealt with. Does it really change anything at the end of the day? If, if the money was there to take him to see somebody, was there even a name for what he had 50 years ago? I don't know. Back then, I think it was, uh, oh, you're not trying hard enough. You're not applying yourself or you are just slow as shit. So I'm not sure that they had a name for what he had. I think that he definitely had something, has it to this day. So that's actually on him as an adult to be able to say, you know what? I have a problem with learning and I had a problem with reading. Maybe I should try and go get some help to fix it so I can help myself. He never did that. Okay, so what is that? Is is that nature or is that nurture? I think it's nature but it could be nurture because that it was the the problem solving wasn't there when issues arose so her answer to solving a problem was throw his ass out in the street okay <laughs> i don't know how you all feel about that right now but you don't throw a minor out in the street <laughs> so not only did she throw him out in the street she also told all of her her mo- her mother who only lived a few blocks away and her sister you are not allowed to let my son anywhere near the family. Wow. I don't even know what to say about that. You, you threw a minor in the street, and then you alienate him from any family member. And it was it had to be a rough haul for my brother. There's no doubt about it. This was not fun times for him. So he had to come up with a plan to be able to survive And he wound up getting married at a young age, and uh, they are still married to this day. So good for him that he was able to find somebody that he was able to um, get married to and have a relationship with. Because going back to the nurturing part of the debate, what did my mother show him with her actions? I don't like you. I think you're a shithead. And even though you're my son, get out of my life. So not only did she show that while we were youngsters, she showed it to him as he was a young adult. He went to visit my mother. He was married. He had a little boy, and the little boy might have been about two at the time. So he went to visit my mother, who lives with her sister, and my grandmother was there, and some other family members were there, and they had a big dinner. And it was my mother had... My brother asked, Mom, what did you do with oh, baby pictures, can I have some? Her answer was, I threw them all in the trash. Well, I don't know how anybody out there feels about that, but that's uh, that's a tough pill to swallow. You just took all memories of both your children and chucked them in the trash. I think disposing of pictures is sacrilegious. <laughs> I have a tough time if, if I have... Take double prints of things. Okay, now everyone has a, a camera on their phone. So that's it, like I'm talking old school now at this point. You make double prints of pictures, and well, you're going to keep the other half? I mean, you, you only need one picture, right? Or you'll give one to a relative. But shredding pictures was always sort of something like kind of like a no no. But she just chose to throw them in the trash. So even as a young adult, nothing had changed as far as her emotional impact on him it just carried on through it carries on through to this day that is the life that my mother chose to lead and that's how she wants to live it is her choice at the end of the day but going back to that nurture part of the debate how much of an effect did that have on him going forward in his life to know that my mother really she doesn't love me she doesn't give a shit about me it has to have some effect so on the flip side for me, the way my mother treated me, she basically tried to turn me into a nun, and no offense to anyone out there who is one or knows one. I'm saying that all of a sudden the wiggle room, any wiggle room I had, which was slim to none, became nonexistent. So it meant no more wearing a skirt or jeans or a bathing suit. You had to be in a long dress. Well, I'll tell you what. That didn't fly too well for me. I had a 10-speed bike, and I would go out on the weekend, and that would be the only free time that I had away from utter craziness because I think there's something wrong with you. And, I, you know, it's a funny thing when you know something's wrong, but you're in a position where I'm physically and financially not able to leave the situation right now. I'm still in high school. So I would take that 10-speed and I would pack a little bag and I'd put it on the back of the bike and I would drive to a gas station bathroom and I would change into my jeans and sneakers and look like a freaking normal 17-year-old kid. I took it for as long as I could take it. And I was about 19. I was already working. And I graduated, I guess I was 17, because I have a November birthday. And I went and worked for... um, Liberty Mutual insurance company. And I was a CRT operator. Okay. I hope I'm ringing some bells for some people out there. Cause you'd be like uh, a what you were a, a what CRT. I don't even remember what it stands for, but anyway, I was putting in claims on a computer and I probably stayed there for about a year. And my dad got me a car. My dad and I always, my dad and I had a, um, he loved me, and he was he was affectionate and he was loving, where my mother was basically a cold fish. So I had two opposite ends of the spectrum is what I lived with. But I had a car that my dad bought me. It was a Chevy Nova. It was the ugliest color tan you've ever seen in your life. It was two years old, and it had some rusting that was going on the side. I could tell you right now, I didn't give a flying shit what color it was. It had four wheels and I now can drive. I paid my dad for that car. It was I still remember this. It was GMAC. It was $135 a month. And I paid my dad. I paid, actually, I paid GMAC every month, $135. And I had to pay for car insurance and gas. So my mother and I sort of worked in the same town. Eh, they were a town apart. But they were close enough that we were both schlepping up in the same direction. So my mother had no car for whatever reason. I don't remember if it was financial, um, possibly. But we were, at this point in time, I went from Liberty Mutual to um, a secretary up in Great Neck, New York. And for this cool little company, I was working for this Italian guy that I absolutely adored. And I felt like I made it. You know what I mean? I just, that Liberty Mutual was great. You know, I spent a year there. But then I've got this job as a, as a secretary and shorthand and typing. I'm probably ringing some bells out there for a couple of people. And I was good at both and loved this job. So my mother literally worked down the road in the same town. So we would drive together. Actually, let me rephrase that. I would drive and then she would take my car and she would park it in her garage where she worked. Okay, you know what? That's all kinds of wrong. I'm the one paying for this car. I'm the one paying the insurance, and I'm the one paying the gas. And you're taking it, and you're parking it in your garage. What the hell is that about? And it it took me a couple of months, and I finally said to her, I said, you know what? This isn't going to work. It's my car. I'm going to drop you off, and I'm taking my car. It didn't make her day, but you know what? Tough shit. Imagine telling somebody else who owns their car, you know what, I'm going to drop you off in your car, and then I'm going to take your car, and I'm going to park it in my garage. What the hell is that about? It was, it was control. It was I have to have things my way, and if you don't like it, tough shit, you're living in my house. Well, guess what? You know what? I actually wasn't living in your house for free. You were making me pay money to live there. And I really didn't bitch about it. I didn't feel like it was unfair. I felt that okay, you know, she's paying whatever rent she's paying, and I will help pay some rent to what I could pay for. So that was the kind of life that I lived with my mother until I finally hit the wall, and I I just couldn't do it anymore. I packed up my things, and I hit my Chevy Nova, and literally the trunk looked like. I was living out of my trunk, <laughs> just, you know, bedding articles and all kinds of crap. And I think I rented a, a little U-Haul, and I found my first apartment in Seaford. It was a little a studio, basically, behind someone's garage. I paid $400 a month for that apartment. It was absolute bliss. I took my bike with me, and I was probably two miles away from Jones Beach, So I would kind of take the bike path and I'd ride down to the beach. I never experienced freedom like that in my life. I was finally able to live the way Donna Valentino wants to live without somebody breathing down my neck and saying, no, you need to do this. So what did nurture do for me? I can tell you that when I had my firstborn and then my secondborn, I was not repeating the same cycle. The way I was nurtured was not the way I was gonna nurture my children. What is nurturing exactly? Is that that's caring, that's loving, that's forgiving, that's compassion. That's what it is to be a parent. That's what it is to be a mom. Okay? You're gonna clean up your kid's diaper and you're gonna wipe away the tears and you're gonna take care of the cuts and the bruises and take them for their shots and take them to school and and take them to all their sports practices or whatever that you play the flute or whatever it is that you do, you are going to do for your child because that's what being a parent is about. It's about sacrificing your own needs to take care of your children. And I know a bunch of you out there have kids. You know what I'm talking about. You feel me, and I get it. So nurture for me took me down a different road, the road that I wanted my kids to experience. Okay, yes, I'm still a parent. I'll be a parent the rest of my born days. But I love my children And, of course, now that that they're older, they're 27 and 24, you know, I've gone down that road of, yes, I'm still your mother, but now I'm more of a, I hate to use the word friend, I'm more of of an advocate. You know, you need help with this, I'm there for you. I've got your back, you've got my back. That's what family is. That's what nurturing is to me. So when I look at my two children, I see, you know what? Again, here we go down that same road. I see two children that came out of the same two parents and two completely different individuals. They are as opposite as Venus from Mars. In fact, there is a book about that, isn't there? Anyway, my son is the more, the loving, um, more empathetic. He's, he, he's, he's got the full package. He's always had the full package. Good looking kid. He's going to school. He's graduating in December with an economics degree. And honest to God, that makes me tired just thinking about it. My, my daughter went to community college here in Dallas, and she did so well in community college that she kind of went out and sculpted out some colleges. And she got into Chapman University in Orange County, California. That's a really, really good school. And she graduated there with a um, communications degree. So she's been living out in California. She's been out there about eight years now. So Dallas is really no longer home. California's home for her. But Nikki has a whole different attitude instead attitude of values. And I'm not saying that she's not loving, but shes it's not the same. They're, they're two completely different people. And sometimes, I mean, I love my daughter. I love both of my children. Sometimes it's just going to be real frustrating because – where the hell did that come from? Okay, so look, let's go back to nature versus nurture. Is it nature or is it nurture? I know how I nurtured you. You both grew up in the same house. You both grew up with the same shit, the same good times. It's got to be nature. So that's who you are. That's what your DNA comes out to. This is who I am and that's the person I am. And so regardless, irregardless of nurture. This is who I am as a person. So you either like it or you don't like it. So whether I like it or I don't like it actually doesn't really matter at the end of the day, because you're my daughter and I love you. You're my son and I love you. But it's just going back to that, which one is it? Does one control the other? Do life experiences turn you into who you are? Or does the combination of the DNA you were given from your parents And your life experiences turn you into who you are. Anyway, I hope I left everyone out there with something to think about because that's the whole idea of doing a podcast in the first place. Get people thinking. Get people to realize, wow, I think she's got a point. Or maybe I don't have a point. Maybe I'm all wet. And you know what? You can tell me I'm all wet. You can go to DonnaValentino.com. And you click on Podkick, because that's what I like to call it. And you can check out all my other Podkicks, all the topics of conversation that I've had, some serious, some more funny. And you can express your views. You know, I I like what you had to say or I disagree with what you have to say. Uh, Here's my story. I would love to hear your story. I know that you all have that same, is it nature versus nurture? I'd love to hear from you. So please get in touch with me on DonnaValentino.com. I also have two books I've written. You can check those out as well. One is called Headstrong, Surviving a Traumatic Brain Injury Without Losing My Mind. You can probably figure out what that's about. And the second one is called Heartstrong, Overcome Obstacles and Live Life to the Fullest. I hope you all have a great day and I will see you all next week. Thanks for coming back.